So here we are for the third part of the pod. Um, as I mentioned in the last part, we had some recording issues in the sense that I don't think our microphone's working properly. Uh, as you can hear, it's the same microphone I'm using now, so it's working fine now. But And it will work fine next week. But uh, as a, similar to last week, uh, the sound quality's not great. So I do apologise, but uh, stay tuned. There's some great stuff in this. We should talk about TV shows we like, basically. And then uh, next week, we'll be back to normal. So thank you very much. And enjoy the show. So, here we are, the final part. We've made it. Uh, Once again, it's quite late, so we are uh, going to be going through too much time on our hands. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, third part, really simple. It's my one, and it is basically, here's some TV series we think you should watch. Um, it's quite broad. We, we might go on for two hours. We might go on for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Don't really know. There might not be uh, that much we recommend. What I will say is, I think we're going to ban Game of Thrones, <laughs> and we'll ban Big, ban Big Bang Theory as yeah, well. This, this is like the less obvious stuff. Yes, it's, there, there, there might be the odd, like I'm going to mention a few things and, and people will go, well of course I've watched it, but there'll be some people that I've spoken mm. to and I've gone, how have you not watched this, you should definitely watch this. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> for me, it, it, the idea came up with, came up, I came up with the idea, sorry, when uh, I realised uh, when I get home from this tonight and I'm off tomorrow, I'm going to stay up all night and um, turn my Netflix device on and watch however many hours it is I have to watch of Daredevil, which is mm. uh, currently starting on Netflix tonight, today. So I started thinking about TV series that I can just blitz and watch regularly, and I've mentioned it several times, a TV series called Community, which I love. Um, so I figure we'll just, like in the first one, we'll go around, we'll recommend some TV series that we like. Sound good? Sounds good to me. So I'm going to start with community uh, of course which I've been banging the drum about for a long time um, I would say if you're watching Big Bang Theory stop watching Big Bang Theory and start watching community uh, it takes something like nerd culture and doesn't treat it like it's kind of a joke it treats it in with um, a degree of sincerity um, whilst at the same time being incredibly funny um, the the main characters in the series are all incredibly well likable I want to say but at the same time quite unlikable it's a, it's a late night <laughs> um, and uh, it's just hilarious I rewatch it repeatedly I'm, I think I'm on my sixth seventh watch through there's some bad series there's some bad episodes there's some good epi- there's some great episodes uh, like the Dungeons and Dragons episodes the famous one. Uh, it's just a series I can just watch over and over again. I find something new every time I watch it. Mm. Uh, the guy who created it, a guy called Dan Harmon, he's got his own podcast called Harmon Town, which as a result I now listen to. Harmon Town. Harmon Town. Yes. <laughs> repeatedly. Um, and it's, it, it does something quite strange, which is, whereas Big Bang Theory will just, it's basically just episodes of Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Dungeons and Dragons. What Community does is something quite intelligent with it, something quite watchable with it. So they do, they do do a Dungeons and Dragons episode, but they turn it into uh, an episode of Lord of the Rings. And the, the guy who, in, in the Dungeons and Dragons episode, who comes up with everyone's names, the Dungeon Master, sorry, he uh, he's handing out the papers and he says, "I'm not very good at names." And uh, there's Hector the well-endowed, <laughs> there's Mar, <laughs> and there's Brutalitops the magician. <laughs> Brutalitops. <laughs> um, and the episode, <clears throat> there's uh, kind of a villain who's in their group. He's not really a villain; he's a friend. But at the same time, he's the villain for the the purpose of this episode. And the idea is in in this particular episode, um, there's a guy who is, they believe, on the verge of committing suicide. And they want to cheer him up by doing his favourite thing, which is play Dungeons and Dragons. He's not part of their study group. It centres around 
seven people in a study group. He, they invite him in to play Dungeons and Dragons. They don't invite one of the study group, the older guy who's played by Chevy Chase. Um, and he becomes the villain in it. Um, and w- amongst lines like, why is Fat Neil here? Um, and he tells him to get out of his chair, he'll stretch it. Um, it, it there's some sincerity with the fact that they really feel for this guy. Um, and Chevy Chase, they, they, he turns up and he goes, I want to play. And he goes, okay, so you're a 69-year-old, a 60-year-old naked man roaming in the forest. You'll die of hypothermia in 13 turns. One of them just goes, we wait 13 turns. <laughs> um, and um, then the main guy, Neil, goes, uh, I am from the clan Duquesne. Here, have my cloak. Mm. I will look after you. And he goes, uh, okay, I want to steal his sword. Can I steal his sword? <laughs> because he goes, you steal Neil's sword. <laughs> because it took me 13 campaigns to get that sword. <laughs> and he goes, right, and now I just want to run away. He goes, can I run away? He goes, um, yeah, the, uh, the, the cloak of Duquesne gives you like t- t- twice, it makes you twice as fast. Mm. So you just run into the woods. <laughs> and then the whole thing is about then, then getting back this fictional sword and a fictional uh, cloak for this one guy. And every episode's a bit like that. They do. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is making an escape. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. Oh, poor old boy. <sighs> and Sean has his seat back. <laughs> <laughs> They do, they do, uh, paintball episodes. And the first one is a take on Die Hard. So, um, where they've, they're offering a prize and everyone's going crazy for the prize. And they wreck the school. And, and it's, he's down to the white vest and he's escapes like paint bombs and stuff. And then the second one is a two-parter, which is firstly based on a Western and the second part based on Star Wars. Mm. But they do it in such a way that's, incredibly clever and it's not remotely it's not hack at all mm. it's just really really well done um, they, the guy obviously loves what he's doing mm. uh, and it shows that he got fired from his own job for probably loving it a little too, too much so mm. I'd say stop watching Big Bang Theory it's rubbish and start watching Community Big Bang Theory really is rubbish. It is dreadful. I literally yeah, don't understand what anybody sees in it. Um, I I don't necessarily agree with the it fact that they are properly trailed off. Yeah, they? and it they're really clearly is. taking the piss out of someone who's got autism hmm. in that. And there's a similar character in Community, but they handle it much much better than yeah. Big Bang Theory does. Uh, and also, his for any so-called nerds out there, um, a way not to court a woman is by repeatedly bugging them until they go out with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, it, it just, <laughs> that's that's it, why. <laughs> it doesn't work. Life isn't a movie or a TV show. Mm. It's not a fairy tale. Yeah. I mean, it was brilliantly pastiched, actually. There's a, there's a good video on them um, uh, doing the rounds on Facebook recently about some guy getting really, really annoyed at how unfunny Big Bang Theory really is. Yeah. Um, because they're, there's a scene where they're all standing outside playing uh, table tennis oh, yeah, uh, or something like that. And, 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 um, and they literally don't say anything funny. They just say something say that of, is stereotypically... They just say a bunch of references. Deemed yeah. It just geeky. starts like saying P-Man, Transformers, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, And then everyone's laughing. And then there's a the laughter track. And oh. the guy who's made the video literally screams. Yeah. He didn't even say anything funny. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> and it's, I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Is that eventually, like, a lot of these things run out of good ideas. Mm. Um, I don't, did it ever have any good ideas? I've, I've... It was... It was at the time, it was you know, geek chic was was in full yeah, flavor and a wave of that's yeah, chic exactly. And, and they were they were riding that wave, but at the same time, like Dan says, you know, they were kind of, you know, some of the material was a bit like you say, it was it was it was in a very immature way, poking fun at people <laughs> who who you know, like he always made, they say something like you're you're crazy, hmm. and Sheldon always answers, no, I'm not. My mom having had yeah. me tested. And you kind of think mm, that's you know it's a throwaway funny line on one level, but on the other hand, it's like actually his parents were concerned enough to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah, have yeah. him tested. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, it's it, it's all kind of mm, 
it just you know it never it never pegs right, which like you say is probably why you like community so much because it it's, deals with that sort of I, you know while it is very funny and stuff like that when it chooses to tackle yeah, those yeah. sorts of things it does it in a way that isn't offensive and I've always uh, you know, a little bit edgy said that Big Bang Theory is <coughs> as you say geek chic and what community does is be legitimately just geek yeah does it really well and also tries to just show some normal people yeah just, just kind of off. finding joy in the things that they find joy in yeah and. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> and it gets, it. <laughs> it gets increasingly weirder as well. So by series three, they, this, the Christmas episode, um, they find a way, because the, the whole thing is that they seem to hate Glee on that show. Yeah. So they find a way to stop the Glee club um, mm-hmm. with uh, by contacting EMI and um, forcing them to get, they get a cease and desist, basically. <laughs> and the Glee club goes, start going crazy. And the start of the episode, you seem like jamming forks into their hands because they can't <laughs> they can't sing mashups of like Michael Jackson and Elton John. Um and so as a result the incredibly persuasive Glee Club teacher has to convince them to become the Glee Club. Mm. And he does so with a series of increasingly hilarious songs. Um like the one the one of the characters at Troy and he's played by Donald Glover who's also a rapper called Childish Gambino mm. and he does this rap uh, about being a Jehovah's Witness at Christmas, <laughs> and uh, he calls himself uh, what is it? He's Jehovah's most secret witness, and he might have to sell it. Was he does something about something to celebrate Christmas, and he'll uh, he's he's just going undercover to see what's going on with this Christmas malarkey, and nice. he talks about how um, he was it was he says uh, I'll even cry at all the sad films like James Bond would, and something <laughs> like that. And then there's the one with the the um, the girl who does the typical. Christmas, the sexy Christmas song, and she's dressed in like a small red dress with mm. stockings, and she's mm-hmm. mm. playing. Good. She's good. the which says this? <laughs> yeah, it's the Christmas one, but she's um playing the the kind of stereotypical, uh, dumb like forties Christmas mm. like pastiche, I suppose, really. Um, and the the song just ends with boopy doopy doop sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious. Very nice. So yes, watch Community. It's great. Uh, who wants to go next? I'll uh, I'll pick this one up yeah. with uh, with one that um, was uh, something that was on telly a long time ago, and I remember seeing adverts for. But my wife and I only watched last year. Yeah. Um, while Vinny, my my son, was uh, a little squidge, we uh, you know at night time and things while we were sort of letting him fall asleep and and you know on us and, and things like that back in the very early early weeks. Um, we wanted something to watch, and so we found this on Netflix, and it's um, Lie to Me, oh, which yeah, was yeah. the Tim Roth uh, vehicle, uh, where he plays a character called Cal Lightman, who is uh, uh, capable of reading what they call uh, micro-expressions that people make, that every person makes. Um, they're all very common. Um, little micro expressions we make when we're lying or when we're happy or when we're sad and things like that. And it's basically a kind of detective procedural featuring this guy reading micro expressions and finding the truth behind the crimes and he's apparently called in by the government and all that sort of stuff. And I've got to say, it's only three seasons long um, and it was cancelled uh, quite rightly <laughs> halfway through its third season because they... They seem to sort of hit on this kind of quirky character of Cal Lightman, who initially starts out as a very sort of straight-laced, sort of, you know, man with a bit of a mystery, but, you know, he's, he's a bit serious, but he's got a little bit of an edge about him. He's not willing, you know, sorry, he's not um, shy about, you know, bending the rules like any good procedural maverick character star is. Um, and it just got progressively weirder and weirder. Um, and he, his character, Cal Lightman, begins to become increasingly sort of shut off from reality and just kind of is constantly just going, you know, oh, I see. So you just said then that you didn't, um, put that kitten in a bag and hit it with a <laughs> mallet. But, but when you said that, you know, your eyes did that little thing. Ah, oh, see, so you're lying at me and just constantly like kind of doing all these weird hand movements and stuff like that. Well, I can imagine the executives were just like, this was such a good idea with the first two series. I was, you know, but now it's just got weird, Tim. Tim, it's all got a bit strange. You have to go and play Seth Blatter yeah. in a film, <laughs> <laughs> waving his hands around, yeah. like yeah. Um, but I would say 
it's on Netflix. It's only three seasons. They're all about an hour long. Mm. It's not going to kill, you know, much more than maybe a few weeks, a month out of your life watching it on Netflix. It's really good. The first two seasons are really good. The third season is when it all gets a bit out of out of control. But the first two seasons are really good. Really good mysteries. Really good kind of tense atmosphere in some of them. Some of them are quite funny. Um, it's one of those ones that, you know, you kind of, I, I mean, to be honest, you start watching it and then you immediately think you can read micro expressions as well. And you start watching people when they're doing things and, you know, yeah, literally doing that. And, and then you, then you start realizing that you're being like Tim Roth, kind of like waving your hands at people and kind of like, you know, ah, oh, see, but you said that, you said that you didn't, you know, put your balls on my favorite keyboard, but, <laughs> but you know, your eyes are saying you did and things like that, you know, and, it's just yeah, it's just it, it's funny. It's it, it is it is a really good series. One definitely I would recommend. Definitely okay. I'd recommend. Sure. Okay, well, um I'm gonna for the first time on too much time on my hands talk about anime. Oh <laughs> so we haven't, we, we haven't done that yet. Exactly. So I'm gonna talk about a TV series I watched fairly recently. It's it's uh, fairly new, it only came out a year or two ago, I think I think certainly the most recent series came out in twenty fifteen. And that is Knights of Sidonia. Why have you heard of it? I have heard of it. I've heard it's of it. thoroughly excellent. And uh yeah, so it's on Netflix, so it's dead easy to, to find and watch. And it's um it's a really bang up to date modern anime. It's it's really, I could, it's an anime I could recommend to people who don't watch any anime, or don't like anime, because it's got a really nice visual style to it, it's, it's, um, it's all digitally painted, but it's not CG, so it doesn't have that horrible CG look that, um, they were experimenting with in the early 2000s and stuff, it's, it's, it looks like a kind of, uh, animated show. But just really beautifully done and with kind of a 3D quality to it. So it gives it a nice little three-dimensional space to, to, the, to the images. And it's, um, the premise of the, of the show is it's a sci-fi, kind of a mecha sci-fi set, you know, probably a thousand years in the future. Earth has been destroyed, yada yada, by aliens, you know, the, the deal, oh, typical yes. sci-fi yeah, trope. Anyway, mankind is, um, off on this, um, spaceship. Called, um, actually, I'm not sure why, actually, of course, Sidonia, of course. <laughs> it's the name of the ship that they're all, um, now living on. And it's about their fight for survival against the, the Garner. So kind of similar to something like Battlestar Galactica and kind of its premise and things. But the show is just fantastically paced. It's just really, uh, well done. It's always exciting. There's always cliffhangers. There's always, um, exciting battle scenes. And the great thing about the show is it knows um, when it starts to get formulaic and at that point it changes things up and it introduces new characters and new storylines and, and lulls off a bit from the action because it knows that, okay, at this point we're kind of doing the same thing every show. And so it has a really nice um, break in at a certain point where it starts to do different things. It starts to get more character development. <clears throat> it's just a really excellent show that's got just the right amount of... Um, grittiness and realism and um, hard sci-fi to it and then also the fun of anime and of big robots fighting big monsters and it blends the two just really really well and it's only uh, two seasons and then that's a lot it wasn't cancelled or anything that is just um, where the story ends after mm. those two seasons as far as I know and it's just well worth a watch and I can thoroughly recommend it nice mm. Go check that shit out on Netflix. Yeah, do. If, even if you just watch the first episode, because the first episode will tell you whether you're going to like it or not, because it's, it, there's no kind of building, slow build up to, um, you know, better things or anything. It's just bang. It's just like straight in there. Great first episode. If you like that, you will love the entire two series. No doubt. So as someone that doesn't really watch anime, mm. worth a watch? 100%. Yeah. It's, it's not got that kind of difficult to get into mm. thing that anime often has with, is, you know, so many animes are very uniquely Japanese and they have like the Japanese quirky humour or the visuals are all wacky and go, mm. you know, something like Dragon Ball Z or something is just, is ridiculous, you know. Ah! All the super science stuff, yeah, the 10 minute long charging up and like, yeah. <laughs> Tom's going super science. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> exactly, it's not got any of that. If you're 
well accustomed to Hollywood and to Western kind of tropes and TV shows, this um, fits in <clears> alongside <throat> those perfectly. I mean, one thing to say, I suppose, is I watched it subbed, because I am that guy who watches everything <laughs> Japanese. I always watch things subbed, never dubbed. So I can only vouch for the subbed version. I have no idea whether the dub is any good. I would imagine it probably is quite good if you really hate reading subtitles, like a lot of people do. Um, but I imagine it would be just as good. But, mm. yeah, definitely highly recommend it. I will give nice. that a watch. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. so. That's, the robots are super cool in it as well. Cool. They just look awesome. Netflix and chill time, I think. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a sort of longing... You have to work for that, man. Like, yeah, I'm looking at you the same way I look at a ham sandwich. <laughs> You're going to eat me. I want to get on that <laughs> shit. I'm going to get uh, speaking of getting on, Chen, Sean briefly mentioned a TV series, and I think a lot of people have watched this, but I don't think everyone's watched it, and it's a series that I think everyone should watch, and that is Battlestar Galactica. Uh, ah, Sean just mentioned that. I he did, did just mention that. Yeah. Uh, Battlestar Galactica is smarter than it should be, I think, as a TV series. Sean uh, mentioned it earlier. <laughs> I know he just mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going in depth on that. But, um, he... Um, yeah, you put me off now. <laughs> Hope you're happy. What is a Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> so, Battlestar Galactica is the story of uh, the remnants of uh, the twelve colonies. They're called, aren't they? Mm. Um, and they uh, long ago created robots that disappeared after a long war and have come back, brought down all the defenses on the planets, and managed to wipe out everyone bar I think it's just over a hundred thousand people. So. As a result, Battlestar Galactica is, is one of the older ships and it's, it's about to be decommissioned when this all happens. And because it fought in the original Cylon War, and the robots called Cylons, uh, it's not networked. It's basically uh, all analogue. It's an, it's an older ship and, and as a result, they can't get to it. So Galactica starts leading the convoy away from the old colonies and away from the Cylons to what is believed to be the mythical Earth. Um, the, the, the main character, Adama, he tells everyone that you know, Earth exists, Earth is real, and then knowing full well it doesn't. However, as it turns out, it does, uh, and in a really That's weird... Well, it does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, very handy, yeah. Uh, or does it? Or, or something it. exists, yeah. yeah. Um, and... It's, it deals with religion, it deals with po- politics, it deals with, in a very real, real situation of how people re- would react to what the people are going through. Whereas the original series was, there's 50,000 of us, uh, we're on this giant floating uh, spaceship, let's just go to the casino and have a good time. This one's very much, there's 100,000 of us. Uh, and we are running out of water, and we're all going to die if we don't sort something out about this soon. Um, as the series goes on, it gets a bit weirder. A lot of people don't like the ending. I liked the ending, personally. Um, and there's particularly, I think, season three, where very little happens throughout about a ten-episode stretch, and then has one of the most unbelievable endings uh, of a TV series I've seen. Uh, I recommend everyone to watch it. It's It could be set anywhere. It doesn't have to be set in space. If you're not usually into sci-fi, I don't think that matters too much. Mm. I think it's just a very <laughs> well-acted, very well-directed, very well-written TV series. Um, and as much as it's probably not my favourite TV series of all time, it's probably one of the best put-together TV series I've seen in a very long time. Now, you introduced me to Battlestar mm. Galactic, and funnily enough, I looked up there and I... Just reminded me, I still have your pilot DVD, which I need to give you back. Oh, really? Promptly. That's fine. That's fine. I've, <laughs> since, I've since yeah. brought it on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed yeah. the pilot. Yeah. The pilot episode is brilliant. It's a little self-contained film almost, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, for me, that's all you really need to see. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that was so perfect, and it got across... Everything that you just said, it's yeah. just well directed, well acted. It looks great. Yeah, it sounds great. It deals with kind of interesting issues because the whole premise of the pilot is that the 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 crew, well, everyone on board mm. this ship, are being actually it's a whole fleet, isn't it? The yeah. whole fleet is being pursued by the Cylons, and they're literally not being given a minute's yeah. rest. And it's 
it deals with how how will people cope when they they to to survive they have to stay awake they have to keep moving they have to keep working there's literally no respite these things pursue and pursue and pursue and it's so brilliantly done than watching this clock and knowing that every episode one of season one Oh, well, my thing looks so well. I can't remember what Sorry. I'm talking <laughs> But the point is, that early on, it's all about this fantastic kind of tension. And, mm. and yeah, okay, the first series I also really enjoyed. Yeah. Because the first series deals with, you know, do we now set up a government? Do we have someone yeah. lead us? We need to kind of re-establish things that existed on Earth because that's how we've always lived and that's mm. how we've always worked. You know, we need a, these sort of systems in place. For me... I completely, completely lost interest <laughs> by season three. It suffered from that horrible thing which American TV shows do, which is, Our this is making welcome. money, let's make more of it. It's until been, we yeah. stops making money, then we'll end it. Art has been syndicated, now the writers can go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's fire half the writing stuff. I much prefer, I'm, I'm going to plug my old thing again, but Night Sidonia <laughs> felt like a much more contained, similar ideas and things, but it felt like a much more contained, shorter, two seasons, bang, done. I I hated the way I, I got bored of that Dark Lecture because I wanted to see the resolution. I wanted to like make it through, but I just couldn't. When I was watching, you know, for me, I know the TV show is getting bad when they have an episode which is merely flashbacks to earlier episodes. You're like, okay, they are literally just filler now. It was mm. the one where Starbuck gets in like a boxing ring and she fights it. Oh, yeah, that's a bad episode. For me, it was yeah, so yeah. dumb. That's and I was just like, oh, I just hated it. And for me, it just ruined the series for me. And it, it's, it's a shame because I wanted to, to see the whole resolution. This isn't a take away from Dan's glowing praise of it because it's a great show. And like <laughs> someone with more patience than me would get, make it through that. But That's a bad episode. I'm not going to... Yeah, yeah it, has, it has bad episodes is what I would say. Hmm. Um, but I would definitely... Uh, equally recommends the pilot and possibly even the first season. Season three is interesting because there is a lot of quite dull episodes where mm. nothing really happens. Yeah. The way I look at it though is it adds to the end of season three. When, <laughs> okay. when, so if if you were watching it week by week when it came out, which mm. which I was, um, you every week it's like oh, that's another boring episode, another boring episode. I'm I've, I've enjoyed it so far. It's fine and. In, you're talking about uh, trade negotiations and union leaders and stuff like that. Phantom Menace. Yeah. 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 Different from the Phantom Menace. Uh, this feels like it's actually been written rather than just drawing crayon on the back of a napkin. <laughs> um, so, but then the payoff is one of the... It, it's, it's a great payoff, basically. At the end of the series, you find out a number of things about a number of people <laughs> i don't want to give too much away because yeah. have you seen it uh i i like sean watched the uh the film mm. thing uh the sort of the longer episode mm. um and i watched a little bit of the first series and then i didn't really watch anything else so i didn't have even sean's staying power <laughs> <laughs> i think it just it's it's in terms of sci-fi tv series I did enjoy was... Trisha Helfer a lot. <laughs> Who's who is she? Number six. Number six. Oh, okay. Yeah. In terms of <laughs> sci-fi TV series, I, there, it's rare that you get something that mainstream that's that intelligent. What it does as well. Yeah, intelligent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah, I, it's it's weird that I it's 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 got this stigma from. The seventies TV series, yeah. which was just basically trying to catch it on Star Wars. Well, the roboty Cylons get a nice bit of showing as well, ones with the red lines, <laughs> lights on their visor and stuff. So, which basically look like Kit. But it's trouble, Michael. <laughs> I think I think it's one of those ones that you sh- people should definitely give a chance. Yeah, and if you don't like it, I like it fine. But I think it's excellent. I, I I'm tempted to give it a, give it another try mm. actually, because mm. I think. When I when I watched it was I mean it was years ago. Hmm. Was More twists and turns than a twisty turning thing. <laughs> yeah, very nice, very nice indeed. Yeah, enjoyable times, Top. happy times. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna go for a little bit more of an obvious one, uh, but I've changed my mind uh, because <laughs> I I wanted to go for one that um, 
I've enjoyed watching over and over purely because of the fact that it was it's sci-fi but set in a kind of relatable sort of world and um, it's Misfits mm. the Misfits the, the, it was the Channel 4 wasn't it Misfits yeah. um, a series about a group of um, young offenders uh, serving their ASBO sentence uh, where in a particularly run down sort of area it seems to be a bit of a shabby sort of um, tower block kind of consumed area of, of England uh, but you're never quite sure where really it's never really discussed and to be fair it couldn't matter less Hmm. Um, but they're all out digging, you know, like shopping carts and stuff out of the canals when a massive storm with hailstones the size of boulders start falling. And suddenly there's a massive shock of lightning and all of them get thrown up into the air. And over the course of the first series, they all work out that they've inherited certain superpowers, you know, like the uh, ability to rewind time at times of great sadness uh, the ability to go invisible. They're all kind of powers that reflect the character of the person that they're, that they're afflicted with. Like, for instance, Simon, the guy that can go invisible, is a kind of um, shy loner who's always felt his entire life that he was invisible and that people kind of look through him um, in the same way that um, uh, uh, Curtis, the, the runner, um, is constantly um, upset about the fact that he was, um, you know, a very promising runner, was banned from ever competing again in professional uh, competitions because of drugs that were found on him and they later turn out to be he was protecting someone else. But he has great regret and so is therefore a, has inherited the ability to um, rewind time at times of great regret. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's a really fast runner. Like no, 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 like with flash. It's uh, no, no. It's cleverer than that, Sean. No. <laughs> it's cleverer than that. It goes many day, many levels down. Um, and one of the big mysteries of the first series, uh, and I will preface this with spoiler warning. Um, yeah, is Nathan's superpower, which later turns out to be probably the best suit of all superpowers that you possibly have. But I'm not going to tell you what. But I was going to say that 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 is one of the best things about the first series. Is constantly trying to work out what it what its power is. Um, and all I can remember um, thinking the entire way through while I was watching it um, when it was originally on TV was I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Because it was always good and it was always cool and they were always dressed cool and they were always funny and Nathan's character has some of the best lines um, in a black comedy like this. Um, and in the first two series of which I think there are four or five actually finally I think now that I think, I think yeah. four or five series <clears throat> it got a bit top man didn't it it did it got a bit top man <laughs> and it was almost like I mean the, the the actor who played Nathan who is undoubtedly the best character of the first two series left yeah. the series after the, after the second series and they kind of found another person who was a little bit quirky and funny and then started giving him all the best lines but two more left after that series as well yeah, and two more so, left after that series as well, and it all kind of got a bit lighter, and uh, you know, so a lot of the main people kind of sort of began to trail away, and some of them stayed, and, and stuff like that. But those first two series are are excellent, superbly written, brilliant characters, really relatable. You you know, it's the superpowers are, are great, especially when they start finding out there are more people out there with superpowers, because one of the things they believe is that they're the only people who happen to have superpowers, but when they start realising that other people have superpowers as well, they start trying to work with them, but they find that most of the time they're against them, and that they're, the, you know, and actually it's all motivated by fear. They're scared of their own powers, and the reason that they, they think they're on their own is because they're just willing, they're willingly keeping their powers to themselves. But it's, um, but they find out that a lot of the other people who have powers as well are keeping them to themselves, because mm. they're scared of what they think other people are going to think of them. And, um, yeah, it's just great. It's just great. It's funny, full of action. It's all a bit tense. It's quite low budget, which I think actually adds to the kind of feel of it. I mean, they obviously splashed out more on the mm. special effects, which are very few and far between than they did on any locations. Um, that's just great. It's one of those great examples of a, of a sci-fi series that tried to bed itself in some gritty roots and succeeded. Mm. Um, and I, I, I could go back and watch them over and over. Just great. It's the uh, Chavy girl character. Yeah, she's amazing in it. She uh, she can read people's minds, can't she? That's she can, cool. yeah. And yeah, then, because she's yeah. always been 
she's one of those again reflecting a character yeah. she's a lot of front yeah. but you can tell it's quite sensitive and, and mushy inside and, and stuff like that and actually it's kind of always, always a bit worried and self-conscious and you know a bit so of course the ability to read minds mm. you can always tell people think in the same way that the promiscuous girl yeah. her superpower becomes the um, inability to touch anyone without them immediately wanting to have sex with her yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the what's the because uh, Simon touches her yeah and he just gets to piss on your tip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that series is. So but it is funny, a good. Yeah. It is a good series. Really good. Well worth it. I think. I think it's all on all four. Yeah. So if you want to go and watch a really good series, you know, hop onto all four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hop onto all four. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hop onto all all fours and uh, make ready to receive. <laughs> uh, sure. That's it, y'all. I'm outie. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to talk a bit about um, a TV show from the mid-2000s, and it's um, a comedy called Hyperdrive. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, a British comedy, show. and it's one that I don't hear many people talk about or mention. I think it kind of critically panned, didn't it? Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. I did not know that. It, There's a, a good few series. Mm. There's two, I think. Mm. Oh, it feels like more. <laughs> Feels like oh, <laughs> it goes on. Yeah. No, no, it's brilliant. It's it's it stars uh, Nick Frost as um, the commander of the HMS Camden Lock, <laughs> and um, it's a the a very British spaceship with a very <laughs> British crew, and they go out across the galaxy trying to secure um, contracts for British interests, basically, and try and promote Britain as this um, superpower when it's really not. So they're trying to convince all these alien species that like Peterborough is the hub of <laughs> the hub of mankind and they need to set up base there and invest. And um it's thoroughly entertaining. It's Nick Frost being his usual um charming self. Uh, Miranda Hart's in it and she's surprisingly funny. funny. This is surprisingly funny, I yeah, 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 she's it's pre Miranda being a Ooh, household name. Yeah, yeah. So it's pre her own show. And she she's, she is a very funny um, character in it. Uh, Kevin Eldon's in it. Who anything <laughs> with Kevin, Kevin Eldon is is excellent, and Kevin Eldon's character is incredibly funny. Yeah, it's very funny. And it's just it plays a lot with sci-fi tropes. Visually, it it kind of t- looks like um, something like Blake Seven or other crap British yeah. sci-fi shows <laughs> yeah, of yeah. the sixties. <laughs> And um, it's kind of a pastiche of those at the same time. Of it's it's a bit like Garth Marenghi's uh, horror. This hyperdrive is to sci-fi. Oh, that is that is one that we need to talk about at some point. Garth Marenghi's well. Marenghi Marenghi dark place. Blood, blood, <laughs> and bits Blard. of sick. <laughs> 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 I do like an egg and soup. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another good shout. Garth Marenghi's dark place, excellent yeah. TV show, and that's that is one I think that. I think some of these things travel across um, the Atlantic Ocean and find their way to America. And Hyperdrive and Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, I think, are, are ones that are due. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. I think like they they should be bigger than they are. Yeah. Um, I see from Hyperdrive, my enduring memory of it is that episode where um, all the young members of crew are having the party. And they walk in. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Frost and Randa Hart's character, they walk in. Yeah. And they notice that one of the girls walking away from them is uh, is bottomless. She's not wearing yeah. any trousers or pants or anything. And Miranda's character <laughs> says, oh, sh- she's wearing tops with no bottoms. That was ruder than nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, earlier in that episode as well, because they're, they're having a, um, Basically, they're having like an officer's dinner and then all the cadets are off having an orgy and they're like a nightclub <laughs> at the officer's dinner and they're serving up, um, it's like a 20th century themed um, dinner and they're serving what's-its. He's <laughs> like cracking salt and pepper on them and like spooning, <laughs> using like tongs to dish them up. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, mmm, giant baked bean on toast, my favourite. <laughs> it's just one great big uh, baked bean. It's silly, you know, it's a silly show. It's not, the, funny, it's not the height of um, wit or anything, <laughs> but it's, it's, it is genuinely funny and heartwarming. I found myself loving it the whole way through. Mm. And uh, you know, my, my wife Jolie, who's not a fan of that sort of sci fi mm. 
kind of thing. Whenever she sees spaceship, she immediately thinks that I'm, I'm watching yeah. something that yeah. kids would watch or something like that. But she she was laughing a lot as well. Mm. She found it quite funny, especially the the tops of their bottoms. Yeah, which is <laughs> brilliant. I mean, I say that to her now every time like, she comes out of the bathroom or something. Like, oh my god, you're wearing tops without bottoms. <laughs> There's a great scene in it as well, which is kind of a parody of the um, the Demolition Man um, sex scene. Like, Demolition <laughs> yeah. Man, where they, it's like rather than apparently in the future, rather than getting into it, you just put like a headset and you like simulate sex. Because in Hyperdrive does something similar. It's <laughs> these ridiculous things with all kinds of. It looks like a child's toy. <laughs> tentacles and things <laughs> and um, <laughs> across the background to try and set the mood are various words uh, spinning across the um, <laughs> yeah. across like all those no- Windows 95 screens yeah sure like saying, like saying, <laughs> saying, and it's saying things like erotic <laughs> sensual and touch but just if you notice carefully one of them running across the background just says bumhole <laughs> 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 Always a funny yeah. word. Yeah, exactly. That's British sense of humour for you, isn't it? Oh god. Yeah. Oh. A great show, you should yeah. watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. Super. Yeah, I've got. Um, oh yes. Uh, so it's another reasonably popular one. It's still on TV, and I think series three is about to start. And that's um, Penny Dreadful. Mm. It's a series that I started watching because I got bored of Game of Thrones, basically. Um, and although they're not really that similar, that you, you can imagine people like Game of Thrones would like Penny Dreadful. And what it does, it takes uh, a variety of literary characters and put them all, lumps them all into the same kind of sandbox, which is London and Victorian times, and sees what would happen basically. And it, it's brutal, it's dark, it's interesting. Eva Green is Eva Green, um, and um, so hot. So yes, she, she's very attractive. Yeah. Um, and you, so you've got characters like Dorian Gray, you've got Frankenstein, and then werewolves, vampires, witches of which the witches are the best portrayal of witches I've seen in a very long time yeah, I'd agree. in the TV series yeah. um, <laughs> I would say that, I'd agree Yeah, as if that's some validation Thanks, Tom. of someone else's opinion Thanks, Tom. I'd agree, we can leave it there then so that's the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Tom agrees um, so, but it's it's incredibly dark they do things that I wouldn't expect to have seen on TV um, how they bring the porcelain dolls to life, for example, in season two is particularly gruesome. Um, but it's quite interesting. It's very well acted. The cast is really good. Uh, Eva Green is fantastic in her role, as is uh, Timothy Dalton as well. I find the two cracking actors. Yeah, and um, Josh Hartnett as well. He's brilliant. Puts in a great performance. Yeah, he's very good. Um, as long as you can overlook... Uh, Frankenstein's monster in it who's a bit irritating <laughs> just constantly talks about poetry yeah. it's just yeah, annoying yeah it's like as spoilers in it, when season two where he he there's where he wants a bride um and um she's she's just sitting there like behaving like a child basically because she's basically essentially a newborn and uh he uh, just keeps talking. She wants me to read her poetry. It's like, oh, shut up. No one cares about poetry. Give it's it a supposed rest. to be being chased by people with pitchforks. Exactly. Yeah. Just stop reading bloody poetry. Poetry, he just talks about it constantly. But that's, I'm getting sidetracked. It's, it's a great TV series. Um, one second. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> keep talking. It's a great TV series where, um, I say it deals with Game of Thrones fatigue quite nicely, I think, and um, it's some nice storylines, interesting storylines, some nice love interests, all those, and it's not particularly hokey with it. It's it's just a good, solid TV series. It's very well written, uh, and I can't wait for season three. Fair dues. Mm-hmm. Fair dues. Mm-hmm. Small intermission for selfie taking. Uh, yeah, well, we've got to we've got to keep the social media machine yeah, running. Of course, you know? yeah. 
Tom, back to you. Oh, back to me. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just clearing my throat. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so the one I'm going to talk about is is a long-lived series that was very, very well known, um, featuring a very good English actor called Hugh Laurie. Um, and it's House. I'm a big fan of medical procedurals. I think they're, they're good fun. Uh, and to be fair, none really uh, captivated me uh, quite like House. And I'm sure a great many of our listeners have watched House. I'm sure they've seen episodes of House. Um, but there is probably a generation of people uh, who maybe were a bit too young at the time to watch House and appreciate House. But I think now is probably a good time to get back into House because I think the series worked well. Um Basically, House is a grumpy, dysfunctional, drug-addicted, cane-wielding uh, American doctor. Um, and it's, it's exactly how it sounds. He's a, it's a procedural. He runs a, a very uh, high-end diagnostic, uh, group, uh, diagnostic team who um, solve really, really tricky uh, medical cases that no other uh, case can refer to the point where House seems to be able to turn down cases because they're too boring, which is a remarkable lapse in medical <laughs> ethics. Um, at the same time as popping Vicodin, um, you know, uh, to keep himself going. And it's great. And it just, you know, it follows the medical procedural set piece. You know, it just, it follows it to a T. I've got to say, my wife and I watched uh, watched this all the way through uh, in maybe the year before uh, we, we got pregnant had Vinny. Um, and uh, and we were just hooked. We started watching. We got all the way through the first series. Couldn't wait to start the second series. Loved it. Got to the third series. Loved it. Got to the fourth series. And four series in, we were beginning to be a bit like, all we're doing is watching House. We're just watching yeah. House, 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 House. And so we kind of watched through it and we thought, right, let's, let's give it to the end of the series and maybe we'll go on a break. What we didn't expect was Series 4 to have one of the most brilliant um, double episode finales um, that I, I've, I've ever seen. I, I think it, that it is meticulous. And it all centres around a bus crash. Um, the uh, House was in the bus at the time and is injured from it and... Uh, he begins to try and piece together everything he can remember because there's something that's bugging him the whole time that he just can't forget. And he starts hallucinating and being visited by this um, by this woman wearing a scarf, a red scarf. And there's this wonderful scene as the big reveal of who he was actually seeing on the bus. And I won't spoil it for you because it is definitely worth a watch. But it's and it's just powerful. It's really powerfully written, and it's a real it's a really emotional moment when you realize when you realize the truth of what happened on the bus and and how it happened and and there's this incredible scene where house remembers everything that was going on on the bus and you see the crash you see everything happen and there's this incredible shot where the bus obviously has been hit by the car that hit it and it's spinning and rolling around the road and everyone inside inside the bus because all the shots are taking place inside the bus suddenly orients itself and all these people start falling out of their seats downwards onto the ground and the bus starts sliding on the road and and then at the end house sort of crawls out of the bus after knocking his head and um crawls into the bar that he starts the first episode of this double episode in and um it's it's just superb. I have to say that that's the zenith of the of, of House because it doesn't trail off or go downhill. It just never reaches that peak again. It, it plateaus, uh, you know, just sort of like it takes a bump down and then plateaus <laughs> for the rest of it. The finale is very touching. The finale of, of the of the eighth series is very touching. It's very pleasing. Um, there are no real loose ends left unturned at all. Ties everything up very nicely. Um, and it, it might seem like a completely obvious choice, but I think a lot of people would kind of dismiss House because it was on for so long and it had so many series and, you know, it was on, it was on a while ago now and maybe there's not much point going back to it. But, again, it's on Netflix. All of it's there. Just start watching it. All the little storylines that thread through the entire series as procedurals are so good at doing. 
Um, you know, you can watch a single episode and you'd be, you'll be happy, but if you watched all of them together, you'd get a much bigger story. But I'd say go back to it. Go back to it if you if you want to watch something that will um, keep you on the edge of your seats at some points, make you sit back and groan at other points. But all in all, house, 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 house. 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 yeah, yeah. Sure. House, you forgot your you forgot your rule book. Get this thing out of here! <laughs> <coughs> Sean is fading, everyone. <clears throat> I am. Poor one boy. last one, though. One last um, <laughs> ounce of energy. Let's talk about a 90s show which no one remembers and actually got cancelled pretty quickly at the time. So it was it was a, one of those short-lived sci-fi series. And it's called Space Above and Beyond. Yes. <laughs> Did you have you seen it? Oh, I loved it. It's great. It, yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's fantastic. It's um by a couple of writers from the X Files and they they created it. And it's a sci fi show yada 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 same <laughs> thing I've been banging on about all day. Earth is attacked by aliens. Yay! Uh, actually this time it's not Earth, it's a colonized planet. Um Earth at this point in the future has began colonizing other planets. And one of these Colonies goes um, off the you know network. Whatever. They they go to investigate what's happened. It turns out they've been all killed by a bunch of aliens called the Chigs, and um, it's um, so from then on it's kind of an all-out war. And it's you follow the exploits of these this crack team of pilots called the um, Wild Cards, and they fly <laughs> these hammerhead ships which can fly in sort of atmosphere and space, and it's about their adventures, really, of going off and killing aliens, visiting planets, and there's lots of personal stories as well. The main character is um, in pursuit of his wife. His wife was... He, he and his wife had a dream to go and be one of the colonists on one of these new planets. And she was selected, he wasn't. So she had the opportunity of her lifetime, their lifelong dream, their shared dream was to go and be on this mission to go and colonize the planet. Of course, you know, they have to make a difficult decision and she decides to go. He can't accept that and leave her, so he decides to try and smuggle himself on board, but fails and he gets dragged off. So her planet is the one that gets destroyed or, you know, that goes, we don't know what's happened to. Mm. So he signs up to this military um, team in an effort to try and be reunited with his wife and so that's kind of his personal search and at, at times it's at odds with the um, the interests, the military interests so you have that kind of conflict of he wants to go off and do one thing whereas his mission is to go off and do the other and there's a, a cast of interesting characters there and it's just a great show very 90s very 90s but in the best possible way it's got like that real charm to it. Lots of men wearing cream trousers and cream <laughs> shirts. <laughs> it's um, terrible hair. Like it's more like it, visually, they dress like you would have dressed when you went to do Laser Quest. Yes, you know, it's that kind of that black plastic body <laughs> yeah. armor with um, you know, never the same as the stuff they seem to have in the adverts. <laughs> I mean, like you see the adverts, you see a guy like dressed head to foot and stuff, and you think that's going to be awesome. You go in there, and it's just like kind of two packs on a string. <laughs> yeah, no, it is literally like this, the two packs on a string thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, great show. What do you remember of it, now? I remember I used to watch uh, that and Earth Two, roughly the same time, which was a similar show and in very nineties, as you say. Uh, I thought it dealt with things, essentially things like uh, race or people that are just different in general mm. with the whole clone thing really well. I thought that was one of the things since In Space Above and Beyond? Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they have, there's a character in it who is um, created a test tube baby, basically. Yeah. And they call them tanks mm. because, like... Um, Nipple necks. Yeah, nipple necks. That's yeah. it. Is they call them tanks or am I thinking of something else? Then? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe tanks were something yeah. else. Yeah, nipple necks. Because they've got like a... No, I'm sure they do as well called yeah. the tanks. Yeah. They're made in like tanks, not like the weapon a tank, as in like a vat, you know. And yeah, they, they also call them nipple necks because rather than having a navel, they have one on the back of their neck, which is where they were kind of 
fed and stuff, I guess. Do when they they're growing. They grow all nipple necks in there. The whole kind of racism angle yeah. where humans kind of look down on um, nipple necks. Nipple necks, yeah. Despite them being generally better at a number of things then. Because they've been engineered to yeah. be that way. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Actually, it's space above and beyond. Space above and beyond. It's really hard to find now, yes, unfortunately. Yeah. That's the only thing. Um, they never released it in the UK on no. the DVD. Say what? I know, so, but you can get if you've got a multi-region DVD player, they did do a box set. I think I've got it on in DVD. The States. I think, I, I think I've actually got it on DVD. I'll have a look when I go. I love that you have to say I'll have a look. There's a funny <laughs> pressing scene, isn't it? quite yeah, topical yeah. at the moment, which shows um, the nipple neck guy. Yeah. Playing a VR game and he looks like a complete dick. Really? <laughs> yeah, so he kind of, it's exactly what you would look like if you're going to be playing a VR game. Cause he's got like the helmet on and he's got like a, a light gun and sort of making like pew, pew, noises pew, pew, and just like ducking and diving. Oh, yes! Yeah, very ahead of its time. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. no, that was the dream in the 90s. Yeah. But um, virtual reality was. You know what was considered the natural evolution of video games at the time. Finally, well, we're not finally we're not kind of, too far. We're no. not. I don't think it's going to be the natural evolution of video games. Though. I think it's just going to be a separate kind of gimmick. Separate I, I think it's going to be the natural evolution from there weren't enough people with motion sickness from normal games. <laughs> yeah. So let's make motion sickness something that everyone can enjoy yeah. Yeah. By, by putting the screen so close to your eyeballs. That your retinas vomit before you do. <laughs> um, although having said that, there are some really quite good-looking uh, horror yeah, VR yeah. games coming through. That you quite... would not get pay me to play a horror game in VR. No, you don't say. I feel I feel similar. Yeah, I I I like that though. I I really like the. I mean, you know, I again, I I bang on about it all the time. But the thing that I respect and enjoy so much about PT is. Do you like PT, Tom? Yes, yeah, I do. Meant, he hasn't mentioned that. It is because it's scary. It's, it's viscerally scary. Um, because, yeah, anyway. Um, in the same way that I like Silent Hill, because it's tense and atmospheric. It's like an ideal night, PT, but you get in, you slam, you slam a Coldplay album on, and then you play PT. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Princess of China playing in the background while... <laughs> <laughs> I um just quick fire because we've been nearing the end. Uh, a few uh, honourable mentions. If you haven't watched Firefly, watch Firefly. It's brilliant. My favourite TV series of all time, probably. I would second that. It's a cracking, cracking series. Thirteen episodes that ended far too soon, but I would imagine we might do a separate Firefly one. Yeah, and a, and a half decent film that tries to tie up most of the loose ends. It does. Pretty decent job, actually. Yeah, Serenity. Well uh, worth watch. Definitely. I'm actually part of the crew of um, of people who saw Serenity first. I did. My friend said to me, um, oh, do you want to come and see a film called Serenity? And I went, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. What's it about? And they went, oh, it's about <coughs> just a spaceship crew. This was quite funny. I watched it, thought it was hilarious, and then one of them lent me their box set, and I watched it all through, and I was like, Absolutely captivated from start to finish. I went to an Empire secret screening, and they didn't tell people what it was, but everyone thought they knew mm. what it was. Uh, and I was in the cinema, and then it just came up saying Serenity, and and it was full of firefly facts, and the whole cinema cinema collapsed because mm. they like they they'd hoped it was that, and, yeah. and it turned out it was, and they clapped at the end as well. It's one of the few instances. I think that's a bit sad usually, but it's one of the few instances I've been like, I'm kind of cool with that. Mm. Just um, so yeah, Firefly's great. Uh, another sci-fi series that's worth a watch, Farscape. Oh my god, fuck off! It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Farscape. It's great. <laughs> Do you not? You're not a fan then? No, it's terrible. No, okay. Obviously, it hasn't got it's the gravitas so of space above and beyond, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's um I I liked it. I thought it was good. Okay, fine. I thought they had some half decent actors in it. I think it doesn't age particularly well. Like, it wasn't that long 80% ago. Oh fuck off. I I liked Farscape. I thought Farscape was fun. I thought it was good. I thought it had some interesting ideas. Um admittedly the Jim Henson creatures <laughs> don't hold up particularly well now, I think. But I enjoyed it at the time, would be mm. what I would say. Mm. 
but you know. <laughs> what do I know? Do I like that? Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Coldplay. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, do, do you remember a show called um, is this Space Precinct? I remember Space Precinct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awful. It just you just reminded me of that for some reason. Because they, they're, they're in the same vein as Fast. Oh fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> they had um, the really shitty special effects you made, and oh, yeah. like the, the the kind of physical effects as well. Mm. That was awful. Yeah, that was a bad show. Mm. Um. But yeah, I like fast <laughs> <laughs> Um There's a couple of other ones I was going to mention, but I can't seem to think of them right now. Well, I thought of one: um, Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex. If you, it's another anime, but if you enjoyed the Ghost in the Shell films, the TV series of it is even better, I think. Actually, because I think it works better as an episodic thing. Because as fun as Ghost in the Shell is. Even at like an hour and ten minute running time, it has boring bits in it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, the show's obviously that's just, a pretty tight time limit for a film. Is it to have yeah. boring moments? In. I know it's funny, yeah. but let's be fair. Happy Gilmore's got some uh, <laughs> pretty boring bits in it. <laughs> but Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex, really well done. Just a cool, tight um, TV series. Mm. Um, so I meant to do this last week, and I forgot. So anyone that. Uh, sent us anything last week. I do apologise. Uh, some of the topics we had this week uh, on the uh, re- rehashes and remakes. Uh, we have uh, Steve Hancock has said, "King of unnecessary remakes." The Wicker Man, the original is nearly perfect. I don't disagree with that. No, um, I don't disagree with that as well, Stephen. This, 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 the second one is just, just awful. As we, well. did, we didn't really get into that whole just unnecessary. Remakes because yeah. that's almost like a slightly different thing. We sort of touched on it though, didn't we? With like, I mean, I made it, I commented on uh, the Italian job. Yes. Remake. Oh, yeah, you did. Mm. Yeah. Because, oh my god, I, I had a real um, bone to pick in the early 2000s when they were remaking all of the Asian cinema. Oh, yeah, films. yeah, yeah. So, and it was only recently that they finally remade Old Boy. Because they were talking about it at the time when Old mm. Boy had been like released for like a, less than a year, and it's like we're going to do an American remake because we don't want old yeah. lady ad folk in our films. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was like, this when um, like The Ring and yeah, yeah, yeah. Grudge, Grudge and yeah, stuff yeah. Like that were Infernal Affairs. Yeah. Um, there were others as well. Infernal Affairs was um, wasn't that Departed? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to say, it's funny. I having watched The Grudge mm-hmm. and. The Japanese originals. The Japanese originals are fucking terrifying mm. and incredibly dark and incredibly scary, as probably implied by the fucking terrifying line of that. The American version is also pretty scary, mm. but because it has people like Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> and you know, those actors and stuff that you, you know, using every sort of film yeah. has just been tossed out of, a, of, a, of the end of some fucking film studio. Mm. It just completely deadens the impact. I know exactly what you mean. You know exactly, I know exactly I mean. what you mean, because I, I find it hard to watch any film with Tom Cruise in it, because he's Tom Cruise. War of the Worlds. Yeah, he's just Tom Cruise. War of like, the Worlds. I mean, that moment, actually, in the, the War of the Worlds remake that Tom Cruise is in, mm. um, that moment where the where the ground collapses underneath them all in the middle of that um, town crossroads mm-hmm. and the the first tripod emerges um, is scary and I do find I watched I rewatched that scene a lot because I really like it because I like the look I, I think it's brilliantly done the look of fear on people's faces is it looks real mm-hmm. and it's scary when the ground shoots up and then shoots down. And the tripod starts to slowly rise out of the out of the dirt and the, the dust. action. Tom just did, did just yeah. then <laughs> rising Coming straight out of my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> um, it starts rising up on these three spindly legs, and then it kind of looks around and then makes that deafening bellow that they they use to communicate, and then starts slaughtering everyone. It's it's genuinely scary, but but it's not. It's, it's Tom Cruise running mm. away from a heat ray that you kind of wish would hit Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because that film would be so much better if just suddenly, like, you know, you've know, you got fucking Tom Cruise in it. It's like um, Clear and Present Danger when, um, I think it, no, sorry, Executive Decision. 
Steven Seagal. When Steven Seagal yeah, yeah, yeah. gets killed in it. And you think, oh, thank God. I, you know, I thought this was going to be another fucking Steven Seagal thing, but actually he's just got killed. Like a Holding a stealth bomber <laughs> into a plane. Yes. <laughs> like Steven Se- uh, like uh, Samuel L. Jackson in um, Deeply Sick. Deeply Sick. Yeah, when he's even giving the... We're we American. We've got to organise, and then we got to... And then the shot just goes... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on, just quickly then, on remakes as well. Uh, the remakes of the Wreck films. Have you seen Wreck? No, I know, I know a couple of people love them. But oh my god, they're them. amazing. They um, they did the American remakes called them Quarantine. That's right, they did, and they were terrible. Yeah, they were bad. Um, one last person, one person, other person has commented as well on this. Uh, he hopes when we he finally listens to it that we talk about Indiana Jones. Which we do. Your wish has been granted. Yeah, he loved the first three. Um, it doesn't mention number four for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and well, because um, uh, Charlotte Boff was in it. So that, that's, that's what probably ruined it. Steve LaBeef. Yeah, LaBeef. Yeah, Um Yeah, and he loved the first three, but not obviously a big fan of four and sceptical about five, I think, like we all are. Mm, yeah, I think we I think we got that across. Yes, definitely, yes. Yeah, so. I hope you enjoy that, Tim. He's someone who listens to the other podcast as well. Um, right. So that's it. Okay. We're done. Time to pack on up and head on home. I'll let Sean go to sleep. Yep. You can't, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> let me do that again. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. There we go. Nice. That's right. Nice. Um, we need your reviews. So leave us reviews or, or, or fucking else. <laughs> um, it's just we we would appreciate some reviews on iTunes. Goes a long way to getting us up the charts, move further up the charts. Uh, who knows? We might get some sponsorship, and if we get some sponsorship, then maybe we'll buy some more mics. Uh, <laughs> maybe if we buy some more mics, maybe we won't be crowded around just this one. And maybe, maybe I won't be being touched quite so inappropriately from Tom. <laughs> um, you love so, it. I do. I love it. Um, so with that. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook, which is just facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH. And Twitter, which is at 2MTOOH. And then uh, we'll be putting regular blog posts up. The podcast will go up fairly regularly. Regular content. We are content providers, which is the new buzzword, I believe. Uh, The the URL for the uh, blog site is... uh tmtoh.wordpress.com Yeah, I will put my hands in my pocket at some point and just pay for the, the <laughs> just for a TM. And there will most probably be a PT-themed blog going up at some point. Um, it will be up on the same Oh, yeah, almost certainly. Oh, yeah, almost mm-hmm. certainly. What am I saying? Of course there's going to yeah. be a PT blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, hit us up. Mm-hmm. Whenever. Yeah. However, please. Wherever, please. 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 Yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> yeah. um, um, so um, that's it. Uh, so I'm Dan. Goodbye. I'm Tom. Goodbye. I'm Sean. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is ending. Ever. And just uh, remember, um, um, don't watch Space Precinct. <laughs> there we go. 